Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the Netflix original film Love Guaranteed. You do not have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen it, just be aware that we will discuss elements of the plot and they will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Hello. Hi. Do you want to, instead of podcasting, do you want to just listen to my neighbor's fucking dog bark all night? <laughs> We're going to have a very animal heavy podcast tonight um, because the cat is meowing for her food early. So you're going to hear the odd meow in the background here, and then we're going to have... Oh, the I, I thought you were referring to Animal from the Muppets. Well, that too, if you like. We can do our animal Animal! Drum! Animal! <laughs> I do love Animal. He's an underappreciated Muppet, feel. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but how are you? How is your week going? Yeah, not too bad. It's been one of those weeks where you're in back-to-back video calls like all the time and it's just i think honestly more draining than if you were having those meetings in person i don't know if you if you feel the same about virtual meetings and working from home and that but it gets to the end of the day and i'm like oh i could i agree i I find that if you're doing it just over audio it's fine but if you do have that camera on you at all times it adds that extra level of i don't know stress i suppose where it almost feels like everyone's watching whereas it's it's strange because if you're in a if you're in a meeting room, it's probably going to be the same, but um, but it just feels different when you're. But not everyone's watching you. Video exactly, yeah. I think the thing is that if you're in a room with people, you can you can see, and other people can see if they're looking specifically at you. But if you've got nine people on a block in a screen in front of you, and you're looking at one of them, they don't know you're looking at them specifically, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, I just don't turn my camera on when I'm doing one of these calls. And they can just hear me, which is nice. I yeah. I refuse to put it on a lot of the time. Yeah, and you can feign technical ignorance or like, oh, I'm having some problem with my camera, can't you? Yeah, instead of, I want to actually do some work instead of being on this meeting. <laughs> well, yeah, there's also <laughs> just that. Just working in the background. I, I, I tend to be led by the meeting itself. If, if there are a few people who've turned their cameras off, I'll turn my camera off. If everyone's got their camera on, you don't want to be the only person. But yeah. It's a, it's a tough it's, one, but I think I've perfected the looking like I'm really paying attention while actually I'm working on something else face, which I think is an important <laughs> skill for today's age. <laughs> you, defi- you definitely do need to, because it's, it's kind of like, sorry to sound really pretentious and wanky, but video calls are almost like a, it feels almost like a virtual panopticon, doesn't it? The, um, yeah. the, the, the prison, the control scheme of the prison. Um, which, yeah, it's, it's almost like that, isn't it? Where you don't feel as though you can sneak away and do your own thing. No. I thought when you said you were going to be pretentious, you were going to talk about Jacques Derrida. Our favourite <laughs> academic about... shitposter. <laughs> yeah, the prime sh- shitposter prime. <laughs> shitposter general. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, who'd, win a... <laughs> who'd win in a fight between Jeremy Bentham and Jacques Derrida? Ooh. That's a tough one. Have you ever seen a picture of Jeremy Bentham? He looks like quite a hard guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. Doesn't he? Um, he he yeah. looks Jeremy Bentham. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, look it up. He's he's got like a massive chin. Uh, I'm looking it up now. He's got a pretty jowly, massive chin, though. Yeah, but it's all I, muscle. I think. 
I think Derrida. I think Derrida's got some. You reckon Derrida's got it to him? Yeah, Derrida, Derrida walks Benson's... around in a dressing gown. He's not hard. Well, what? <laughs> You've got to be hard if you walk around in a dressing gown all the time. And what about he's Derrida's basically the guy in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? <laughs> you mean the only surviving member of the human race? Yeah. What's more hard than that? Exactly. You, you can only <laughs> get to that position if you're really hard. Exactly. Well, hard. Yeah, I think Jeremy Bentham, he'd be there doing like, oh yes, Queen- Queensbury rules boxing, yes, I'll, t- I'll take you on the chin, Jack. <laughs> um, and then Derrida will just flash him, show a little bit of cheeky ball bag from under his dressing gown, and then deliver a swift punch to the nuts. <laughs> you think he'd go straight straight in to the, to the um, pant region? <laughs> Post-structional. Yeah. There's, you know, there's no time for the for the structure of a traditional fight with Derrida. As anything goes, instantly, you never know what he's going to do. Yeah, unable to predict. Before Jeremy Bentham could even get across that he's watching Derrida at all times, Derrida would have just punched him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, Jack Derrida, boxing king of the philosophers. Yeah, I'm just looking. Apparently, you can see Jeremy Bentham's mummified head. <gasps> You what? This is really fucked up. <laughs> Where? I want to see it. Jeremy Bentham head. Philosopher Jeremy Bentham's severed, stolen and poorly preserved head is back on display. Oh, good. <laughs> That's a very 2020 headline, isn't it? At University College London. Oh my God. <laughs> it is truly horrific. I mean, I'll put the link in the show awful. notes, but I don't expect anyone to actually click on it. I advise you not to. It looks like a bad. Um, <laughs> it looks like something out of the Mighty Boosh. A bad animatronic from an eighties horror movie. Yeah, it? yeah. Oh man, I, I, this is incredible. That's what happens when Derrida punches you. Yeah, just turn into that. <laughs> you just immediately become that. That's what really happens. The moral of the story is: don't cross Derrida. <laughs> don't fuck with Derrida. You'll <laughs> regret it. <laughs> um, you will get a kicking guaranteed. Yeah, and our film this week is <laughs> Love Guaranteed. So I was, <laughs> I was going to segue by saying you said we were going to have an animal-heavy episode, and by making the link with the fact that the main character in this film is called Nicholas Evans, which is also the name of the bloke who wrote The Horse Whisperer. <laughs> yes, yeah, which is some some real logic there like uh, that is that is plunging the depths to know the name of the person who wrote the horse whisperer well it was a very place. big film as well wasn't it with robert redford yeah but it's a book and books are for nerds yeah yeah so, sorry have i revealed myself to be a nerd by knowing have... the name of an author who isn't jk <laughs> yeah. rowling every every author is jk rowling or that nerd it's the only options. That old like nerd. Alan, like Alan Smithy for films, for film directors. Yep. It's just that nerd or J.K. Rowling. That's how it works. Indeed. So Love Guaranteed is a film. It is a Netflix film, and it is the film that you chose for us to watch this week. It is. Yeah, it kept coming up on my Netflix things. This is number eight in the UK today or whatever. Looks like, you know, a nice little bit of fluff. And that's what it was, right? A little bit of fluff. Oh, yeah, it's a TV movie, yeah. basically. But it has people in it you might have heard of. There's a, a Wayans man in it. Yeah, it is. It's got a lot of people from previous romantic movies. It's, this is a film that that's really sort of 
um aimed at people of our generation i suppose um yeah I guess. with our swiping right and our avocados and <laughs> yeah um because you know it, it's a lot of people that were big when we were kids so you know you've got um rachel lee cook who was in you know all sorts of movies back in the day but primarily the one with Pre- freddie prince jr um she's all that um is 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 kind of what she's she's most remembered for back yeah in, back in, i almost didn't recognize her from that 99 yeah, yeah, it was, it's been it's been such a long time hasn't it um we discussed that then, on what like our fifth episode or something <laughs> it was very early on the pube sandwich episode yeah isn't it pizza um, oh pube pizza that's right it's been so long that i've forgotten what kind of pube the guy's forced to eat by the secondary hero of the movie um <laughs> Matthew so Lillard. That's, that's, why, that's why you know it's a good it's he's a good guy um but then you've got um Damon Waynes Jr who um you know was in My Wife and Kids and then in all sorts of other things um over the years but you know is again is a big name from when we were younger um uh, Heather Graham as well um who we stand on this show who we do we do stand her who once again un- underused in this film yeah i agree and i i think it's kind of a, a a recurring theme across all of the actors in this is it's people that deserve to be bigger than they were um and who you know they had a following and they had a, they had a presence but then it it didn't quite work out as well as it could have done um and and that kind of charisma that they had does shine through i think there is a quality to them um that works even if the material they're given is proper tv movie trash yeah that's that's how netflix gets away with this stuff isn't it because if you know this was on the hallmark channel or whatever you know you you wouldn't even probably watch the whole thing you put it on when there's nothing else on on like a sunday afternoon after you've had your roast dinner and you're full and you're just channel hopping and you're going oh yeah i want i want 30 to 60 minutes of romantic fluff, not 90. But if it's a Netflix film, you feel like, well, I'm paying my subscription. I'm going to watch all of this because it's a film, right? <laughs> well, yeah, quite. And and it's, oh, I recognise these people instead of, hey, look, there's a handsome guy and an attractive woman who I've never seen before <laughs> in my life who are on this Hallmark Channel movie. Um, whereas here... He's a chiseled man guy. who can't act. <laughs> exactly. Um, whereas being here, a cowboy, people, probably. Probably being a cowboy. Um and um but yeah whereas here you've got people who you know they've got they've got strong histories you there they've got that nostalgia factor for the audience which i think you know i think this is aimed at people of our generation who grew up with these people and who they want that they want that kind of fluffy romantic movie with a big old hit like kick of warming nostalgia um without it ever troubling them in any way whatsoever with any kind of excitement yep because I, I would not say that this film excited me. Would you? No, even the legal battle at the end is... Where you just wanted it to become full-on courtroom drama. Well, at least Legally Blonde, you know, where you've got that back and forth and you don't know you don't know exactly how... You know that the good guys are going to win, but you don't know what's going to happen along the way. Whereas here, just everything works in her favour all the way along. Yep. Until he says, oh, but I'm in love with you, so I'm not going to take this, this million dollars um i'm going to drop the case because i'm in love i'm dropping the lawsuit when i'm in love with you even though if we'd done that and taken the settlement we could have had a hundred thousand dollars you stupid fools (laughs) 
<laughs> or just not said it in court, taken the million, and then uh, yeah, and then run off to and then live together on a yacht. afterwards. Yeah. You know, um, but it's, of course it's all fine because two minutes later Heather Graham turns up and says, "I'm rich. Would you like some money?" Yeah, it's like okay, I'll give you your money as long as you can become up the face of my my company um, because she's grown a heart and she's grown to love love again. Yep, she um, loves to love. Yeah, exactly. Happy Love Day, everyone. <laughs> Happy Love Day. Um, yeah, it's it's the the end of this movie is one of the stupidest things I've seen in a while, and we just watched. I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> that wasn't stupid. That was very intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> very intelligent stupidity. It's yeah. It's 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 dumb. Clever is the way that I refer to that. Clever, du- clever, dumb. dumb. Or clever dumb, yeah. Well, I, I suppose there's two ways to look at it, isn't it? What there's the movie that thinks it's very smart but is actually quite stupid, which is what I'd put. I'm thinking of ending things into. But then there's the movies which appear very stupid but are actually quite clever. So, which one do you think is dumb clever, and which one do you think is clever dumb? Because I'd say that I'd say dumb clever is I'm thinking of ending things, and clever dumb is Total Recall, (laughs) Death to Smoochie, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it appears really stupid, but actually there's a very clever streak running underneath it. I think that's the right way around for sure. But this love, love guaranteed is kind of neither of those things, is it? No, it's just. Um, but it's a bit, just, still, I think, a bit more dumb than it needed to be or could have been, right? <laughs> yeah, it it is dumb. It is dumb. Um, if you have any any kind of knowledge at all of the legal system, uh, this movie is probably going to make you want to turn it off instantly. Everyone <laughs> knows that lawyers have premises next to a Chinese restaurant, two employees, and can't pay their rent. That's that's totally normal. <laughs> that's how lawyers work. They've fallen um, on hard times because they've got all got big, big hearts and they're trying to save the children's hospital or whatever, which is mentioned like twice at points when it's extremely convenient to the plot and then like not demonstrated at all anywhere else in the film. <laughs> yeah, and, and it is true that, that lawyers often do pro bono work for good causes. Um, you know, all, all, all sorts of all sorts of lawyers do. Yeah, but they um, also but they, make money as well. <laughs> they also balance it out by making money. They don't just do pro bono work all the time, um, which is yeah, where this kind yeah. of falls down. And the thing is, if you're going to do it like that, it felt like it almost did this. Which is what I was going to say is, you need to acknowledge the stupidity of that if you've made a setup like that that is stupid and doesn't quite work. Where the uh, the guy Roberto, love him. He was fantastic. He was the highlight of the oh, film yes. for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, it turns out pro bono doesn't bring any money or some, something like that." <laughs> Whereas, like, if if you're gonna do that joke and be self aware about it, f- commit to the joke and make it a big, overblown, goofy thing. And this is the thing that we often say about these kind of fluff films, isn't it? Not goofy enough for us. Not yeah, stupid enough for us. I think they need to double down and be be sillier and be more knowing and i think it's the kind of thing where the christmas prince nearly gets it right doesn't it but it's just again still too milk toast um i don't know what you mean (laughs) and this is this is milk toast along the same lines as what was the other christmas christmas prince movie where oh the one with the guy from nashville then the night before christmas oh no that one um was that the one with the guy from nashville the night no that was vanessa hudgens who is our queen 
Yeah, it's Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens and the the knight and, from Norwich and a guy travels forward oh, in time. God, he's from Norwich. I forgot yeah. about that. We should watch that film again this Christmas. Well, there's going to be a sequel this Christmas. Is there? Apparently, yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I will um, look forward to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is there going to be a Christmas Prince four? Uh, I I'm sure there's going to be, but then then there's also um, what's the other Vanessa Hudgens one where she's got the twin. Oh yeah, I'm a. <laughs> it's called Rich Vanessa Hudgens, Poor Vanessa Hudgens, Body Swap, the Making prince, Some Cookies, The Princess and the Pauperess, <laughs> yeah, made by Hallmark. Um, yeah, there's that one as well, and this is along the same lines as them, where it is just incredibly tame. Or I've got a B and B in New Zealand. That one. It's, oh it's yeah, very much, <laughs> very much down that line of this is as tame as possible. If your pulse gets raised at any point in this movie it's probably because of an external factor and maybe you need to go see a doctor because it is not it is not exciting at all yeah there do not appear to be any reports of a fourth christmas prince film oh that's a shame because we've had the royal wedding the royal baby you know what comes next that's true the royal um pizza express scandal yeah <laughs> The Royal Pizza Gate. <laughs> they, they make a trip to Nons Island <laughs> to visit the other the other prince who's yeah. not spoken about. To sign so, ostensibly to sign some treaty, but it becomes a lot more complex <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, someone dies in prison. <laughs> it starts off being signing a treaty, ends up being signing a lot of NDAs. Yeah. A lot, a lot of NDAs. Um, and then yeah, an evil what... like relative of the prince steals the NDA and locks it in a chest. Someone's in a dungeon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's what it will happen. That's what will happen, definitely. Um, but yeah, oh, that's a shame. I would quite like another Christmas prince. Me too. But maybe we um, could watch all three of them again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Christmas movies we haven't watched yet, though. This is true. Um, like Fred Claus. Oh God, <laughs> Fred Claus. Um. So uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we will do a triple bill, triple threat, triple threat, triple trouble, y'all. <laughs> um. So this movie was. I don't want to say I enjoyed it. Enjoy but, is too strong a word for it. Yeah, but it was comforting, wasn't it? Yes. It's um, you know soup isn't it were there any moments that made you laugh that's the question yeah because it doesn't bill itself as like a screwball comedy does it but it is still essentially a romantic comedy yeah um Um, i'm having to look at my notes to tell Uh, the the intermittent fasting guy made me laugh (laughs) because he looked a lot like farmer bro martin schraley remember that guy Oh my god, yeah. I was like, is that Martin Schraley? <laughs> is that what he's doing now? Is he out of prison? Yeah, who knows? After he, what was it? He bought that Wu-Tang Clan album and then decided to be a knob about it. Oh, I, don't, I can't remember. Awful person. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the worst thing he did. He did He did some heinous acts in terms of Big Pharma. Yeah, Pharma um, bro. But um, but yeah, he was, uh, he was an arsehole and I'm sure still is an arsehole but I suspect was not the fasting guy in this movie. No. Um, well, my notes tell me that there were no lols. 
unfortunately. <laughs> and, and that's how I felt as well. There wasn't really anything in this movie that made me laugh. There was sort of, you felt empathy for the characters. And you're like, oh yeah, you go get them, Rachel Lee Cook. You be a lawyer. Um, yeah, you're rooting for her is the, is yeah, the good you're, thing you're about ro- it. You're rooting for her and you like the two assistants. Yeah, um, for sure. Who there aren't enough of. That's the thing. Even though it's a film, it's, there's 90 minutes of film, which is a fair amount of time, it feels like there's not enough of anything, isn't it? Yeah, 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 I agree. And it's, it's um, hard to put your finger on why, necessarily, isn't it? Because you don't want to look at it and say, oh, I wish this film was two hours long. You don't ever want to look at like a romantic comedy like that and say, I wish this film was two hours long. But even just an extra couple of scenes... Well, I don't know. She she's visiting the children's hospital or whatever. Like it might have actually helped to develop their characters a bit more and to make you feel like there was some real jeopardy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and the scene at the end with the with the actual lawsuit, um, there's yeah. no jeopardy there, and I think that's a real problem. Is that there isn't that up and down like you know i I referred to to legally blonde as the kind of benchmark for that where you don't know which way it's going to go i mean you you do at the end of end of the day but there's those moments when you think oh how are they going to overcome this whereas here (laughs) there's nothing to overcome they just keep the judges on her side the whole time every 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 oh your audio was skipping there for a second a lot of her going hey i'm a lawyer but not enough lawyering do you know what i mean yeah and she seemed to just spend a lot of time wandering around and then talking to uh people who he'd been on dates with yeah um which is exactly the kind of thing that her um assistants would be doing who seem to be spending a lot of time just sitting around looking at stuff on their computer yeah and getting the water cooler changed or feeding the fish (laughs) i mean it's a good job if you can get it Sounds all right, yeah. Apparently yeah. he was looking for a new job. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I don't know what he's playing at. He only gets to do is set up a dating profile for his boss and uh, sit around chatting all day. It's a great job. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so so I think that's the real problem with this movie is there's no real, there's no real threat or danger to the plot. It's just you know exactly what's going to happen at every moment. Um, and and the better versions of these movies add a little bit more friction don't they whereas this there's very little friction all the way through um and because of that there's very little um very little plot at all and so very little to actually tie the characters together so you know um nick evans uh, and susan whittaker they you know Horse they've got a nick evans <laughs> they've they've got a they've got a decent chemistry together um, you like Damon Wayans' character. He's got a charm to him. But He's an ex-pro ball player. Yeah, exactly. Like all good people. Um, but you, at the same time, you don't you don't get a sense of the kind of jeopardy between them. And the only jeopardy that they have is, oh, we've taken some photos of you two walking together in a park. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. And it's almost as if it doesn't spend long enough on the moments when that could develop into something. Like there's a whole thing with the with the press or like a guy trying to 
to interview her and she says no comment and then it kind of never comes up again really or there's like some press outside the courthouse or whatever but it's like that could be a really good way to deal with the kind of things that would actually come of this kind of case you know by focusing on that and the press intrusion or whatever there's lots of roads that you could have taken where it just needed that little bit more development but it preferred to just keep it tame it's almost as if they know that people are watching this because they want a bit of fluff and they don't want any excitement at all really they just want it to sort of wash over them and go oh she's a lawyer he's nice they're in love whatever they're, they've gone to a meeting at the dating agency and there's a lift that opens straight into the boardroom because that's real that's the thing that happens that's exactly what happens um, yeah uh, you, see, yeah. you see it all the time the lift just opens into the room there's no there are no lobbies in seattle it's a seattle thing no 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 lobbies no halls nothing you just go straight into the room <laughs> that's what most pearl jam songs are about yeah yeah <laughs> Can I find a lobby in a walking straight into the room? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And do you know um, what? It, it rains a lot in Seattle, which is the thing that this film did get across. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of rain. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of rain. Um, speaking of excellent music, did you enjoy the use of Tiffany? I did. Yeah, that was cool. So, uh, one of the yeah songs from the eighties that I think you don't hear as often as potentially some of the others of the same ilk. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But really, uh... even in this day and age, no one is driving a car that old with a tape deck stuck. Even no. the shittest lawyer can afford a better car than that. And again, that was trying <laughs> trying to make a point about her that just didn't really work in a but very think... very ham fisted way. I think, again, it's a try at nostalgia to make you think about what it kind of would have been like back when we were youthful people watching these kind of films, where it would be more realistic for us to have a car with a stuck tape deck. So really, um, this film wishes it was made in around 1999-2000. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what this movie is. It wishes it was, and it's trying to be a movie from that time. But It using... wishes it was She's All That. They even got the same actor from it. <laughs> but but using the trappings of a modern day Hallmark Channel movie. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's one of the more... And, and I it's one of the reasons why I wouldn't really recommend this to people unless they are looking just for that dull fluff that they can just put on in the background whilst they do something else. Yeah. Because it is so tame. There's nothing here to really get hold of yeah and there's just... nothing new about it really is there there's a sort of yeah, okay it's trying to pop fun at online dating and whatever but even that it doesn't really do anything with it does it it's just kind of yeah stuff that everyone knows yeah sometimes you go on a lot of dates and you don't meet people sometimes you go on a date with people and they're weird and i mean neither of us really have experience of online dating but like pff, i know that about, about it at least yeah i i did a little bit of online dating so you probably know better than me then. Um, yeah, I got someone, some somebody opened up sending me a message with some really odd questions, such as if you could go back in time and punch anybody, who would you punch? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I a like, good question. It's like, that's a good question. That's a good opener. They put some thought into that one. Um, Can we go back in time to last week and punch Matt Hancock? <laughs> Matt Cockcock. Um, I, I'd punch Derrida. I'd get him. No, 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 you can't punch Derrida because he'll punch you. But he'd never expect it. I'm acting in the form of 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 time travel, which is incredibly on brand with him. He'd respect it. Yeah. 
You're, you're going across the structures of time, <laughs> exactly. which proves that we're post-structure. Exactly. there's no structure exactly. if you can travel in time. Um, yeah. Who would you punch? Yeah, well, no yeah, obvious answers. A... You can't punch Hitler. Bar- Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock. I'd like to punch a dinosaur just to say, just for the feeling of it, you know? <laughs> like a, a really big one. one. That's a good one. A diplodocus. You know, it wouldn't even really hurt him. He'd just be like, yeah, just be like what's yeah, going on I'll down there? <laughs> what's happening? Um, yeah, that's a good one. I'd punch Henry VIII. Yeah. That would be you, a good You punch. feel like he, he, he's quite round. It would just bounce off him. He was, he was pretty tanky for a man of that era. He was a, I think he was over six foot, which is yeah. quite tall for that, that, that time. He was a beast. Um, and he did, he did like a good fight. Um, so I reckon, yeah, punch Henry VIII. That would be a good one. That would be one to tell your grandkids, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. I travelled back in time and punched Henry VIII. <laughs> and he didn't chop off my head. <laughs> he didn't have a chance. <laughs> um, so can you remember what your answer was at the time? No, I don't. I can't. I can't remember. It was a very long time ago. Um, but yeah, you did get you did get strange people on um, on online dating. Yeah. Um, but, and um, people who bring their parents that definitely happens that's yeah, the thing that happens i'm sure i'm sure that happens that definitely happens all the time um yeah it's uh it's it's a very old-fashioned view of online dating as well as the whole you can't find true love through online dating and things like that yeah um, it would have been nicer if they'd actually acknowledged that it does happen even like, you kind of expected that she expected them when they were defending their case to get up and go like to bring up people who have found love through the site and be like, oh, yeah, you know, this happened. Although, wasn't it, though, the sister and the the guy who's supposedly a perfect angel of a dad just because he does bath time, um, they supposedly met through online dating. The sister who she lives next door to, because that happens. <laughs> Are you going to come out and say, I'm a dad and I do this? Yes, I am. <laughs> That's allowed, isn't it? <laughs> Um, but you're right, it's kind of a deep... I don't expect now, a pat on the bad, back just for putting my son to bed. I'll pat you on the back for that. I'm re- I'm not going to do that if I have kids. They're going to make their own <laughs> way to bed. They will not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be up, yeah, they'll be up all night watching Poltergeist and... Yeah, exactly. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, they'll be... They'll be Deliverance. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be watching all kinds of that <laughs> stuff like I did when I was a kid. It didn't mess me up. No. Um, no, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in in true nature with these things. My kid's gonna have to make his own way to bed and fend for himself as soon as he's born. Yeah, yeah, I'll but you've also in, got to be led by their curiosity. Is, put, him, is our philosophy. put him in a crash with a knife and a chicken, and if it can work out how to kill and pluck and cook the chicken, then it deserves to live. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this is this is this is how our ancestors did it oh it's not like a, a fox he's got he's got a fox a chicken and a bag of grain and he's <laughs> got to get them all across the river yeah, exactly and that'll determine whether i love him or whether he goes down the coal mine to make me money yeah well we all know you're going to send all your children down the hot dog mines anyway yeah, yeah it's going to be down the hot dog mines um yeah, that's that's that's, that's a callback to episode one of this episode, show. <laughs> episode one of this show. Um, <laughs> disclaimer: I am not going to do that if I have kids. Um, <laughs> I, I will try and be a good dad. Yeah, and not 
not leave them to fend for themselves. And not be a man called Gideon. No one's called fucking Gideon. Unless you're the villain in Scott Pilgrim. What's what's his full name in Scott Pilgrim? Gideon Graves. That's a silly name. It's a it's a it's a Bible name, isn't it, Gideon? Gideon, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's the name of a late thirties, early forties guy in Seattle who probably works for Microsoft <laughs> and owns his parents conveniently own the building that her that lawyer and her sister live in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit. Um, it's a bit convenient, isn't it? It's, it's all, all very bit. convenient. It's the problem. It made me think of the Beatles live action movies where they all go into their house and then they've just got a giant house that they all live in together behind the doors. <laughs> have you seen any of the... the um... <laughs> no, I don't think I ever have, oh, but we really I've seen clips. Watch, we should watch Help. Help is an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, it's really good fun. It's like a spy thriller where Ringo gets a magic ring stuck on his finger <laughs> and people keep trying to get it back. It's just absolute trash. And, and they I all live it. in a big house together. And they all live in a big house together, yeah. I love that. I want people to live in a big house together. You don't get that often enough. No, you don't. You don't. That's what we should do. We yeah. Should just, we the po- should just the pod shack. House. Yeah. <laughs> the pod shack. Is a little place where we can talk some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, oh, the B-52s. Oh, there are the hit, Rock Lobster. Pod <laughs> oh Lobster. That would be our um, hit. So Help is, uh, you know what, I might suggest that we watch Help next because it's been so long since I saw it. Really? Yeah, I've not Does seen it, it have since I was a kid. romance in it? It has romance. Um, Ringo Starr finds himself the human sacrifice target of a cult. <laughs> his fellow members of the Beatles must try to protect him from it. Um, now, why aren't they it, making it, films like that anymore? That's what it, I want to know. But it almost plays like a spy thriller. There's like bits and pieces where they go like to the to the snowy areas and they ski, but then there's people chasing after them on the skis and stuff like that. That sounds brilliant. Um, so this seems like a really 60s thing, doesn't it? When they're like, every band or musical artist has to also try and cross over into film. Like, you know, like, well, Elvis was doing it anyway for a long time, but I feel like there's a bit of that with some of Elvis's films, even though they're a bit overly serious. But like, it's just such a weird thing. And the way you could do that now would be for Netflix to commission something like that instead of this boring fluff. <laughs> I mean, that would be really good, wouldn't it? Have yeah, you find seen- a popular band. They could do us. We could, yeah. we yeah. could do it. Netflix, if you're um, listening. Yeah, what what band would be good to do that with these days? You could do it yeah. with a K-pop band, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Like, is it BTS? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, BTS like, would be a good fit to do that because they've got the kind of fandom clout behind them. And everything good um, comes out of Korea. Did you see The Masked Singer? Yes, I That's did. That the Korean, most brilliant garbage television, and that came from Korea. So, also Korean barbecue is very good. Is very good. Yep. Korean baseball is something that I ended up randomly watching. You did. I let yeah. you know. Um, watching the two two two, um, two rival teams battle it out in an empty stadium because of COVID. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. Um, yeah. So Korea, we we love you, Korea. Yep, a lot of good good baseball players are Korean. Blue Jays' best player, well, best pitcher, Hunjin Ryu, he's Korean. 
Excellent. excellent. He's my boy. Um, so yeah, make that instead of this. But you could do it with you know English for the English speaking market as well. You could do I don't know Little Mix, someone like that, a, po- <laughs> a pop mix, group. Yeah. Um, pop groups twenty twenty. I have no idea what big groups are apart from K-pop bands at the moment. <laughs> I've got I'm no not, idea. I'm not, I don't listen to music. Music's I, for nerds. Because I, I <laughs> music's for nerds. Everything's for nerds except for movies. Um, yeah. Because I, I listen to a lot of music, but it's mainly weird stuff now. Um, like, because I, I haven't listened to a radio since the last time I worked in an office with a radio, um, which was yeah. a, a fair few years ago. And even that, I think, is rare these days in an yeah, office and, environment. Just put uh, the radio on. Who yeah. are you? <laughs> and without Top of the Pops or, you know, not listening to the Top 40, I do kind of lose track of... of um, of, of of who's around so yeah. let, let's have a look at, at who's in no the idea. charts this year um because i i bet it's because the thing is that a lot of things it's like individual songwriters and things like that yeah 15 year old youtubers what's the thing the... It's, it almost goes the other way doesn't it where like youtube influencers or whoever tried to launch a music career instead instead of having a music career and then doing something else yeah, but they're often very, very shit. Yeah. What about Jedward? Um, oh, Jedward, I would 100% watch. <laughs> Who we stand after this week. <laughs> yeah, saying they want to burn J.K. Rowling's books and then calling Piers Morgan a dick. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> so obviously, um, WAP is top of the charts at the moment. Oh, yes, yes. So maybe Cardi right. B. Maybe a Cardi, Cardi B. B show would be good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's all it's all individual artists. That's true. You don't have any groups anymore. There are no groups. Miley Cyrus, Jason yep. Derulo. I'd watch a Jason Derulo farcical movie. Yep. Um, Especially if he reprises his performance in Cats. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cats is it, like a sort of nightmare vision of that, isn't it? They all live <laughs> in the really Jellicle is. house. <laughs> it really is. I tell you what, it is all individual artists apart from BTS. All right. Well, bring me go. the horizon i have no interest in watching a movie about <laughs> bring me the horizon all of them in a house yeah being jebens <laughs> being being metal men yeah um yeah it's all it's all individual artists i reckon a lewis capaldi show would be good i think him doing like a sitcom would be very funny i've heard his name but i know nothing about him he other is than very, that he very looks very normcore he is very very funny and scottish and his music is fine. Um, but he's he's a real... He seems like a really nice guy, which I think is, you know, lots of people like his music. And it's not entirely for me, but I'm like, yeah, you go, Lewis Capaldi. You you seem like a, a bang-up fella. All right. Why not? He's in. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Netflix, Cardi, we've just given you a slate B. of films. <laughs> yeah. Cardi B's house. Mr. Brightside by The Killers is number 93 in the charts, by the way, for some reason. Wow. Why um, not? I do not. I remember dancing why. with you to that at my wedding. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, so anyway, Netflix, if you're listening, <laughs> make some films where it's Cardi B's house and they all go off to have adventures. Yeah, I think that would be really good, actually. You could have, if you got a set of different musicians together and each each time they visited a different one's house 
Um, and then they went off on an adventure somewhere. Yeah, and then there's that ghosts cool. and suits of armor, and you know it's basically Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, you go around Edinburgh Castle with um, Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, that'd be cool. Matthew Lillard ghosts. jumps out <laughs> behind <laughs> a bookcase. Yeah, it'd be great. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Netflix, come on. That's what we want. Yeah, that's what we want. We don't want love guaranteed. We just want goof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Goofy nonsense. Did you like the sob story of Love and Guaranteed where he was engaged? And No, I did not care for that. And then he was a sad boy and went on a thousand dates. Yeah, it was supposed to be way more meaningful than it was when it was like, well, yeah, that's probably happened to someone who is, you know, dating around. It's likely that they have something like that in their past. It just felt like, here's a quite probable bit of a person's romantic past. Yeah, it's um it was a bit tame again, wasn't it? It was a bit dull. <laughs> it's like tame, tame is the right word. <laughs> at least she did at least she wasn't dead, I suppose, is the one thing. At least they split up <laughs> instead of her being dead, which is what this often is. They didn't feel um, the need to make it properly sad. But yes, rather than rather than Anne of the Thousand Days, it was Nick of the Thousand Dates. <laughs> Like in what was that that film? We went to Mexico to stop a man from texting. The the (laughs) thing when she saw the when she was about to get with the sexy man, it turned out his wife was dead. Yeah, it didn't feel the need to do that. No, which is good. Which is good. Um, But but just having oh, I broke up with someone is possibly as bad. Yeah, (laughs) it's as lame. Yeah, Um, yeah. So no time for that. And again, you felt like you could feel their chemistry building. That was that did work. But you wanted actually maybe just a little bit more of that before it started to get to the obstacles to that, right? Maybe just one more date. You felt like they had kind of one nice date and it was like, oh, that's it, they're in love. On to the things that are in the way of it, like the trial. It's like, maybe, I don't know, show them going to the park or a baseball game or something. Yeah, he, he visits her for another court case she's doing. And is like cheering her on in the stands. And the yeah, because she doesn't going, seem to have any other work on. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it did. It, it all moved at a bit of an... The pacing here was quite awkward, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It didn't feel very natural. Although, like you said, the chemistry was there. There wasn't... You didn't feel that there was an actual progression to their romance. Yeah. I also thought because it was approaching his thousandth date that she was going to be the thousandth date and then she wasn't. And I was like, well, you missed a trick there. That would have been a nice thing, right? Yeah, it would have It would have been at the end if she'd just been like, oh, so what date are you on now? Oh, I'm on number 1,000. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But no, that didn't happen. And <laughs> like, of course... That's too obvious. We're going to stick with obvious but dull instead. Yeah. And it got through the um, the sort of the not quite breakup, but the the rock bottom bit of the plot by just having a sort of slightly sad music montage of her doing a bit of crying and then hanging out with her sister. Yeah, so was it Lana Del Rey? Know. Sounded like Lana Del Rey. The song. I don't know if it was Lana Del Rey or if it was just someone who sounded like her. It's probably um, just a sounder like. But it was. It was again dull (laughs) it's just like oh she's sad now okay we've reached that bit of the movie yep montage i am sad now yeah i'm a sad boy now yep and because it's so dull and so easy and i mean 
I think as actors, their performances are okay. They they're good. There's nothing wrong with it. But because there's not there's very little substance to it, you don't get the feeling that anyone really tried because they didn't have to, right? This was probably oh, shot yeah. in like what a couple of weeks. Like it probably wasn't a huge amount of time or effort for most of the people involved. Yeah, it. It like you said, they were competent, but there wasn't anything really beyond the charm and their charisma. There wasn't really anything to test their metal. Um, even the court case, which should be a real zinger of a scene, you didn't really get anything out of it from in terms of powerful performances. No. And of course, it tried to do a meet cute, and it didn't really even need to do it did it it was like of course the guy in the coffee queue is now coming to your your lawyer's office and it's like how did he find out how does he know about this rubbish lawyer who seems to be bad at lawyering and can't even have a proper thing why would he choose her because she's honest and she does good work unlike all those other lawyers which are evil they're all bad yeah all lawyers are bad except this one Especially the one who works for Heather Graham. I hate yeah. that guy. Oh, what I hate that completely faceless lawyer. guy who I genuinely can't even remember. <laughs> I recognise him because he's been in other stuff. I, I um, didn't mean because of the actor. I meant because the character was just... Oh, right. He's just... I'm the opposing lawyer I'm, and I am here to get in your way. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm rubbish at lawyering. Lawyer. I'm corporate lawyer. Um, he was. In, I'm wearing a shirt. You, you've seen Galaxy Quest, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's one of the aliens in Galaxy Quest. Ah, I don't think I've seen that since I was about 13. It's fun. It's basically three amigos, but with space. <laughs> That's why I love it. Um, I'm very down with that. He was also in one of the worst movies I've ever seen, which actually we could maybe watch on this podcast. I'm sure there's romance in it, called The Ringer. Have you ever seen The Ringer? No. The name uh, rings a bell it stars johnny knoxville and katherine heigl oh god yes jo- and, the johnny knoxville film and he <laughs> pretends to have uh mental disabilities to enter the special olympics that that's, is awful that's the plot it is absolutely abhorrent um yeah it's um it's really really bad um and uh yeah uh our guy from galaxy quest is in that as well it's an awful 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 film <laughs> but we could maybe watch it and discuss all of the different ways in which it should never exist Just talk about how awful it is yeah oh jesus the cat's jumped up and is staring me dead in the eye she is very hungry <laughs> <laughs> i think she's she's about to eat me Okay, well, I don't, I don't want you to get eaten, so do you have anything <laughs> else to say about Love Guaranteed? Um, no, I don't. This movie is really nothing. It's a nothing. It's, it's, it's candy it's floss falling burger. into... <laughs> exactly. It's, it's candy floss falling into a pond, is what this is. <laughs> yeah. And that pond is in your garden, where you can watch candy floss falling into it at any time. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we have Netflix. <laughs> Yeah. Have you got anything else you'd like to to say about this? No. Other than that, I happen to like pumpkin spice latte, and I don't care if there isn't any pumpkin in it because it's nice. Fuck you. I I didn't even think that it had fake pumpkin in it. I thought it was the spice that's often used in pumpkin pie. Yes, it is. That's the point. Yeah. You get it. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's why it's called pumpkin spice. It's and no one even likes pumpkin anyway. So what's the fucking pumpkin? I've had pumpkin pie before, and pumpkin pie is fine. Pumpkin pie is disgusting. 
it's fine. It's like like sweet potato pie is fine. It has a weird consistency. Yeah, it does not know whether it wants to be solid or not. That's what I like about it. It's the weird gelatinous texture of it. <laughs> Vaguely gelatinous, <laughs> Vaguely but not really. Vaguely gelatinous solids. Yeah. It's the ultimate texture. The cat is <laughs> licking me. I think this is starting to... She's testing the waters. <laughs> Vaguely gel- gelatinous solids is what you give a baby. <laughs> I don't want that in a pie. Vaguely gelatinous solids. That's what my son eats. Baby. <laughs> Babies are a vaguely gelatinous solid. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, right. Yeah, I've not got anything else to say about this. So no, how are we let's, gonna, let's rate it. How many dates do you go on before you decide to sue Plenty of Fish? <laughs> before I decide to sue Netflix for making fluff. Yeah. When they could be making movies. Uh, let's see. I would go on eight dates. Is yeah, that fair? I, Out of I, 20? I was thinking exactly the same. Um, it's not a Bon Jovi, but it's no, not a... It's, it's not, not even a, halfway there, because it's just... Yeah. But it's not absolutely awful. It's just yeah. boring. But on the plus side, like, um, unlike... I'm thinking of anything, so I didn't really have to pay attention that closely. So. <laughs> That's true, you didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. Like a, I could genuinely get away with doing a bit of work while it was on in the background. <laughs> That's all. Which I couldn't do with um I'm thinking of ending things I had to, had to concentrate on it with that, all my yeah. attention. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. Um but yeah. Um right, so it's my choice next, I think, isn't it? It is. Um, and I what am have you lined up? I'm quite aware that we do have um on the horizon very soon our favourite time of year, spooky month. Why don't you bring me that horizon? <laughs> so we've got we've got one week left. So I've got three options here for it's you. It's been <laughs> I'm not gonna continue that for you. I'm just gonna leave it. Is it one week or is it I oh, know you're right, week. it is one week. Yeah. It's been one week since I read up me. <laughs> what a tune. You don't need any more words to it. Like a like a um Pearl Jam song. You just need yeah. that and then you just go. Yeah. Um so so I've got three choices for you. We can have a precursor movie to Spooky Month with a movie that isn't spooky but ties in quite nicely if you want to ease yourself into Ooh. Spooky Month. Um okay. or we've got um another movie by the same director as love guaranteed which is almost a crossover with our other podcast um or we have the beatles in help which we talked (laughs) about today and i'd kind of want to watch all of those are very good options i'm really intrigued by both of those and the crossover with our other show but no i i think let's let's do a precursor to halloween because that's something we haven't necessarily done before and i love the idea of that Okay, so in that case, we're going to be watching Ghost. Ah, okay. I've never seen it. It is. It's an interesting movie, and obviously, it's a classic, classic um, romantic movie. Patrick Swayze does some pottery, and someone's dead. He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's the ghost. Right. Okay. Um, he's the ghost. Yeah. Got it. Um. He 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 is the ghost, and he loves Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg is a psychic. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's cool, and obviously it wouldn't quite fit with Halloween month because it's not a spooky spooky, but it eases us quite. But it does have a ghost in it. it. Yeah, it you know what I thought it was going to be. 
thought it was going to be Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, I know what we're doing next year. I'm only vaguely disappointed. We're doing, we're doing a double bill of Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. Do you want to know what the other one was? Yes, I do. So, I'm very so intrigued. So we had Beatles and Help, and it turns out that the director of, um, of Love Guaranteed, he did a couple of comic book movies. So he did Ghost Rider, the Nicolas Cage one. <laughs> which is a very bad film. Um, but he also did Daredevil, which has a new ah. metal soundtrack and is a romantic action movie where Daredevil falls in love with Elektra. Um, I d- did not make the connection that he also directed Daredevil. That is yeah. weird. Yeah, it's a very odd... He's had a very interesting and strange career, so it seems to be rom-coms and action movies. Um, All right. And not really anything in between. Well, I'm very um, disappointed that at the end of Love Guaranteed, he, he didn't just turn around and go, wake me up. <laughs> and she goes, great. wake me up. Inside. I can't wake up. <laughs> Serve me. Save me from the lawyer I've become. <laughs> I'm bad at my job. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so maybe that's for another time. Maybe we'll do that crossover another time, and we'll do Daredevil. Yeah, um, and and we'll do Help by the Beatles because I do want to watch that again. That, I do want to see that. I've n- I have not seen that, and it's been a while since we've done an old movie. So yeah, let's do that. Maybe that's something we do in the run up to Christmas. We do it in that yeah because we've got November. Yeah, the strange time between Halloween and Christmas. Exactly. So yeah, maybe we do do that then. But yeah, so let's let's watch Ghost. It's been years since I've watched it. I've never seen it, so very happy to watch it. Excellent, excellent. Alrighty, well, thanks a lot for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. And if you did watch Love Guaranteed, you know, I hope it helped you to pass the time and to get through the day, because that's all we can do, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes it's nice just to have a not very interesting movie on. Yeah. You know, this time next year we'll be talking about Cardi B's house, so... (laughs) Yeah, everything's going to be fine. We're going to be able to go outside, but we're all going to want to sit in because we're going to be watching what Lewis Capaldi and Cardi B have gotten up to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail.com. There is a link in our show notes to where you can give us money if you want to thank us for what we do because we don't have ads or any of that. So, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, come give us a little donation. Yeah. All right, and we'll be back next week to talk about... I was about to say Scooby-Doo, but it's Ghost. (laughs) It is Ghost. (laughs) Ghost. Bye-bye. Bye.